Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Nicholas Flamel. We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive, and we want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us using the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter. You can also comment on Facebook. Um, Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Would you like to write about it? Um, We are working on a project called Hogwarts VSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc. Illustrating what it would be like to uh, to be a black Hogwarts student. Um, If you would like to submit, check out the website for guidelines. You can also, like, tweet us if you have questions and stuff, uh, at WeBlackAndNerds. Also, subscribe to our newsletter every week, except for last week, because I I didn't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Every week we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to Black Girls Nerd Out, and then on the little side column, it says subscribe to our newsletter and then you sign up and then we put you on the newsletter list it's a very simple it's a very simple process it's ridiculously simple <laughs> okay so let's dive in real quick to what's happening in the potter fandom it's really quick stuff um first was we finally got a sneak peek of los angeles's that sounded weird but anyway it's right um, Wizarding World. I'm so excited. I'm have, so excited. I have family in Florida, and they've been wanting me to come to Florida, and they've been trying to use Wizarding World as an excuse, and I feel sort of bad about it, but not bad enough to go to Florida, no. so now I feel like, Now yes. we really, there's no excuse to go to Florida. Yeah. Which is great, especially, apparently it's like pretty much the same thing, so... I'm I know. excited. I'm excited. My friend went to the Wizarding World in Tokyo, and I was like, how did Tokyo... Get a, get a world before LA. LA. They've been talking about the LA one since they built the one in Florida. It's rude. But yay. Um, Joe was named one of the most influential authors on Twitter. What does that even mean? I don't know. I read it somewhere and I was like, duh. And then I just put it there. All right. Well, duh. Um, <laughs> that was about it. That's all I had to say about it. Okay. <laughs> Real. There really wasn't a lot of news this week or last week. So I was just kind of like... Well, we can talk about this. Um, I was pretty sure that I ordered, I pre-ordered the coloring book, but apparently I didn't. But Bayana. I got the coloring book and I've colored like four pictures already. And she, um. I feel great. She made Hermione black, even though it was like, obviously Emma Watson's face. She was just like. Yep, I took a pin to her hair. I made it super like curly and then, or like nappy basically. And then I colored her black, or brown with my colored pencils. Because you, you do I what you want. I also made Padma Patel a Ravenclaw because that's how she was supposed to be. So nice. I'm like, I'm very excited about this coloring book. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really intense. It's like really like, um, like detailed though. So it takes a really long time to just finish coloring one picture. Like if you're like patient like me or like really like meticulous. I I'm bet like, you Aminata could color it really fast. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Definitely. She'd also ruin it. Literally, it's, like, in the highest place on the top, <laughs> in my closet. My colored pencils, too. Like, I went to the store I was with her, and I went to buy colored pencils. Um, and so I bought her her own, like, a 12-pack, and then I bought myself a 36-pack. And so then I put the coloring book and my colored pencils at the top of my closet so that she can't reach and also doesn't know where they are. And then I don't lose any of my colored pencils, and they don't break, and they don't turn up, like... I don't know, in the laundry room or something crazy, and then I'm good. That sounds like a great idea. Um, I have a bucket for her, but they still turn up wherever they want. Yeah. After she's gone, I just find them. I put them back in the bucket. Yeah. We do it all Her color pencils are everywhere. I think there's some in the car. Like, they just... I'm like, that's not gonna be me, though. All right. So, that's our news. Um, (laughs) (laughs) J.K. Rowling is an influential author, guys. Which hot take, hot take. Yep, you didn't know that. We Kate. only we only serve hard hitting news here at Wizard Team, right? Um, you thought so, you you thought this was some Don Lemon shit, but right. this ain't. This no. is some Christian Amanpour. We're giving facts. you facts on facts on facts. Exactly. 
You weren't even ready for that. You weren't even ready. Did you even know that she was an influential author? Probably not. Did you even know that J.K. Rowling even wrote these books? Probably not. But we are here to tell you these things. You're welcome. All right. (laughs) Chapter 13. I'm sitting here in a Jane hat, by the way. Just sweating. But, you know, fancy. (laughs) Shiny. Anyway. Um, chapter 13. I opened my book and I was like, that is not chapter 13. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas right. Flamel. I'm good. <laughs> so we, when we left off, Dumbledore convinced Harry not to go looking for the Mirror of Erised again. It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Remember that, Harry. So for the rest of the Christmas holidays, the Invisibility Cloak stayed folded at the bottom of his trunk. I'm just going to say, so all Dumbledore said was not to go after the Mirror of Erised. He didn't say don't, like, explore the rest of Hogwarts. He really is, like, sometimes I'm like, all right, that's, like, a James-ass thing to do. And then that wasn't. No. And he just flipped. I'm like, he didn't say don't use the invisibility cloak. But I think for Harry, he was like, oh, I can't. Ooh, Iron Man's making a cameo in Spider-Man. Oh, say. Um... (laughs) Where were we? We were talking about um, Harry not traveling around under his invisibility cloak. Right, right. We were. <laughs> we need like um, a curtain to block we do. the television. And Iron Man is just sitting there and I'm like, what's happening? Um, sorry, um, Aminata's in the other room watching the Ultimate Spider-Man. So I'm going to turn. She just waved at me looking <laughs> hell sad because she wants to come in here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think like for Harry, it was probably like he couldn't look at you watching it too. But I'm not like, ooh, that's Nick Fury. Oh my goodness. What are they talking about? I know, Ami. <laughs> Harry was so into the mirror that like he couldn't even think, like, oh, if I'm not gonna go looking for the mirror, then what's, what's the, the point? point of even breaking any rules? Mm, Which again, like you could use the invisibility cloak in the daytime and not technically be breaking that's any rules. That's the other thing. You don't have to go. You can use it whenever you feel like it. Yeah, it doesn't have, it's not like it has a time limit. You can just wear it to class and like scare people for no reason. But then everyone would know he had it. That was the one good thing that Harry did. Which was, he was just like, Rod knows, Hermione knows. That's good enough. Yeah. I mean, eventually, like, key, key people. Eventually, the Death Eaters find, oh, I guess because Snape knows. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like, Eventually the Death Eaters find out and you're like, but how? But then he actually, no, he starts using it like more often when he gets older. Except then it doesn't really fit, so that's hilarious. Anyway, we can talk it about fits, that It fits, it just doesn't fit three, three people. people. exactly. Which um, is like, they're so small. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> it's like, it was like she knew that Dan Rath was going to be cast. Oh! Well, they didn't even use the invisibility cloak. There's some nerd news. Deathly Hollows. Sorry, Daniel Radcliffe was on his and hers podcast, or his and hers um, on Monday because he has Victor Frankenstein coming out, which I think oh, is I out. Oh, I actually want to see it. I and it yeah, stuff. James McAvoy, Daniel Radcliffe, like hello. Um, in. who plays Moriarty in Sherlock? <gasps> really? Yeah. Super. And in. what's her name? Who plays Sybil in Downton Abbey? I just really liked Sybil. I, don't I know. did too. I but anyway, he is... But mostly Moriarty, I was just... He's legit. Like, Daniel Radcliffe is the best person, and he should be my friend, and I think we would be great friends. And he is a giant fan, which, you know, no one's perfect, but I just wanted to throw that in there because I think that's more newsworthy than J.K. Rowling as an influential author. But we already said that we were, like, serving hard-hitting stuff. We already established that that was, like... Really important news. It was. And so is this. This is also important. Equal. Equal. Yeah. I'm just saying, someone give us our Pulitzer. We'll wait. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll wait. We'll be here. You can email us, weblackandnerds at gmail.com. I like that. (laughs) Um, I'll see you. I'll see you. Okay, so back to the book. Um, (laughs) Horcrux moment. He started having nightmares over and over again. He dreamed about his parents disappearing in a flash of green light while a high voice cackled with laughter. Horcrux. That's what I said. I mean, I think part of it is still, like... So, yeah, I thought it was partly Horcrux, but then also, like... I mean, part of it is still, like, his subconscious and, like, he still wants his parents and he's, like... So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of a... Well, I think because he's thinking about his parents more. I mean, now he's seeing them. Right. And so, like, when he's probably going to sleep to dream about, like, 
his parents and then his dreams probably start there and then that little piece of soul is Voldemort being like ha ha your parents are dead not even that just but just like oh look at him dreaming about his parents god darn it that's where it all went wrong (laughs) right um and then yeah Horcrux takes over talking about oh look at him dreaming about his parents he's so weak oh shit (laughs) I'm weak (laughs) I'm I'm living in here sad (laughs) yeah so um Ron is like, you see, Dumbledore was right. The mirror could drive you mad when Harry told him about the dreams. And I just never really got why Harry would tell Ron and Hermione, like, all of those things. Um, Which we'll kind of get to in Chamber of Secrets. He, like, when he first hears the voices, it makes sense, right? Because he is still new to magic, and he wants to make sure that, like... Well, he doesn't realize that no one else, no one else is hearing hear it, it, and he doesn't realize that, um... He but, doesn't realize that he's a parcel tongue, and, like... Yeah. That. Um, and he's finding that out, and the only way you can really find that out is to, like, kind of embarrass yourself, and be like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not hearing the voice? Right. And that's super loud, and, tell, and saying, kill her. Um, but there are, like, numerous times when he has a, like horror crux moment or another moment and people are just looking at him like crazy and this is like the beginning of that and I'm like dude well I think you don't always have to tell them everything well I think that's you know those are his first friends he's never like really had friends before and they're like and they're his closest friends I feel like he there's not very much that they keep from each other I know but I just um and so I think that I think he trusts them enough to just tell them and like even if they slightly judge him it's not like they're gonna like dip on him or something yeah, I just, my brain is, like, neurotic, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna lock me up, because, you know. <laughs> I'm hearing voices. I'm hearing voices. So, Hermione came back the day before the term started, Jesus Christ, like, we need to speed it up. Yeah, we do. Um, she was torn between horror at the idea of Harry being out of bed roaming the school three nights in a row, and disappointed that he hadn't found out who Nicholas Flamel was, which, That's he didn't even... She wasn't even excited about the invisibility quote. No. She was just like, how, what do you mean you did this? I can't believe that you're gonna get expelled, what and then like Filch you really you? right, like you didn't find anything about Nicholas Smell. You broke those rules for nothing. And also, what is like, your life? <laughs> you didn't even have to break the rules. Just eat a chocolate frog, dude. right? So once the tournament started, they're back to skimming through books for ten minutes during their breaks, and Harry had even less time than Ron and Hermione because Quidditch practice started again, and Wood was working them harder and harder. Quite apart from wanting to win, because if if Gryffindor beat Hufflepuff, they would overtake Slytherin in the House Cup. Harry found that he had fewer nightmares when he was tired out from training. Um, so he would just dip straight to sleep right. and go straight into REM sleep. So then during one particularly wet and muddy practice, Wood gave them bad news. Um, Snape was refereeing. He'll be looking for any excuse to knock points off of Gryffindor. I, okay, this is, like, one of those moments where, I mean, we'll get to it, where Snape is, like, being an asshole again, but it's weird that we find out later that he was doing it to, like, help Harry, but at the same time, not. Like, it's, like, I mean, I think we, I feel like, like make, we... sure, so make sure he doesn't die, but, like, I still want him to lose. And then also, why would Dumbledore let that happen? I feel like we go through this all the time. I get it, Snape is He's there to help Harry, but can't help being an ass. I guess, yeah. Which is like... But it's weird. It's just like a weird dual thing. Is Madame Pomp... In addition to making sure... Like, in addition to saving his life and, like, making sure, like, protecting him, he also doesn't want them to win. So then it's like, you're doing too... Ah, it's weird. Also, why does Zumador even let this happen in the first place? I weird reasoning for things and I know I don't understand like Um, who said oh yeah sure Snape I feel like I just totally blanked at her name especially if he probably doesn't believe Snape telling him that Quirrell is up to something or if he does he's like keeping it on lock he's like yeah whatever we'll see how it goes or like prove it by right refereeing or something I don't know but I also feel like why is Madame Hooch not capable enough now to be like alright Madam Hooch you're gonna referee but just make sure that Harry isn't getting like, or like it's not like she let him right, like, like get like she just like who would mess with his broom you know what I mean and right. it, like everyone else is caught off guard it's not like Madam Hooch did anything less than Snape would have done right um and now it's even better cause it's like 
All right. Hoochie. Make sure that hoochie coochie. Um, <laughs> Why? Why? Because <laughs> I, because I am. I, I am can't me. understand. Um, I was about to sing. Um, I know we gotta. I'm gonna say it and then no more tangents. I was like, amazing. Like she ain't nothing but hoochie mama. Okay, come back. Hoochie mama. mama. All right. Anyway. And now I'm gonna like sing that song every time I read Madame Hooch. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So especially since like you're now aware that someone is trying to, like, actually, like, hurt Harry. You just be on just alert. Just be on alert. Yeah. Like, just, like, you don't need Snape. Yeah. For what reason? Just to be and terrible. And other things, like, everyone knows that he's, like, biased towards Slytherin, so why even enable him? Right, it would be, like, he's it would not, be different. Like, subtle. It would be completely did. different if it was, like, Snape's refereeing this time, and he'll be looking for an excuse to knock points off of Gryffindor. Said said Wood. George Weasley fell off his broom. The rest of the team landed next to George to complain too. So it's not like it's just Harry being like, this dude is a problem. Right. And everyone else is like, he's just a teacher. Calm down. Right. You know what I mean? It's like every Gryffindor has had like, an issue yeah. with Snape. So why? Yeah. It, it doesn't sense. make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um. Yeah, it's the way people enable Snape is really interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I get being horrible, but then, like, how are you... I don't know. How are you allowed to be that horrible? I don't understand. I think because Dumbledore just treats this like it's a telenovela, and he's just sitting in his <laughs> office like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I spice it up a little bit. <laughs> well, he's like the narrator on Jane the Virgin. That would kill me. He just literally is like... <laughs> He's like, I'm kind of bored this week. Uh, Snape, why don't you referee that Gryffindor-Hufflepuff game? Yeah, keep an eye on Harry. Keep an eye out on Harry. Whatever. Make sure that it starts on time. I'll be sitting in the left bleacher, so if you could kind of keep the action over there, that'd be great, because, you know, I'm going to have my camera on so I can rewatch this when I'm bored. Like, Snape just does... I mean, Snape. Dumbledore just does what he wants. He really does. And no one... Like, where's McGonagall? Why couldn't... Well, obviously McGonagall couldn't referee, but, like, why couldn't she be like, nah? Nah. And if it's a much bigger school, they have to have other teachers. It's true. Doesn't always have to be Snape. Doesn't always have to be Snape. Anyway, okay. So, they're all angry. Um, and then Harry... Of course, Harry thinks that Snape is trying to kill him, so he's, like, even more afraid... He's got to run back to Ron and Hermione yeah. and let them know, like, then, y'all, make sure I got my good suit, make sure right. I have clean underwear on, because this might be it. I love this part. Um, don't play, said Hermione at once. Say you're ill, said Ron. Pretend to break your leg, Hermione suggested. Really break your leg, said Ron. You can't say that Ron doesn't have good ideas. Yeah, it's very smart. Like, it's he's a smart like, idea. He's like, dude. Madame Pomfrey has stitched that right up. Just break your leg. Break exactly. your leg. You need, take a minute. Just do it. The pain is worth it. Pain yeah. is worth it. Um, I also wanted to point out this one sentence. So, Ron and her, uh, Harry found Ron and Hermione playing chess. Chess is the only thing Hermione ever lost at, something Harry and Ron thought was very good for her. Oh, it was so cute. <laughs> Which is smart. That's true. Like, it's, it's true. Not, it's good to lose sometimes. It's good to get knocked down a peg. Yeah. You're the smartest witch of your age, but you can't beat us at chess. Uh-huh. So then Neville toppled into the um, common room. How he managed to climb through the portrait hall was anyone's guess because he was in a leg locker curse. And everyone fell over laughing except Hermione, who leapt up and performed the counter curse. Neville's legs sprang apart and he got to his feet trembling. What happened, Hermione asked him. Malfoy, Neville said shakily. I met him outside the library and he said he'd been looking for someone to practice that on. Like. Fuck Malfoy. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. Um, but shout out to Hermione, though, um, for performing the counter curse. Also, um, shout out to Hermione for being, like... The only one not laughing. Well, no, I think shout out to Hermione, Ron, and Harry for being the ones not laughing. But right. go go to Professor McGonagall, report him, and then Ron. You've got to stand up to him, Neville. He's used to walking all over people. There's no need to tell me I'm not brave enough to be in Gryffindor. Malfoy's already done that, Neville choked out. And then Harry. So sweet. So like, he, like, whenever you're really mad at Harry for being dumb. He just turns around. He's like, 
I got you, fam. You're worth ten, Malfoy. I got this chocolate frog in my pocket. You're worth ten of Malfoy. Twelve. In fact. In fact. Twelve. In fact. Neville's lips twitched. He said, the sorting hat chose you for Gryffindor, didn't it? And where's Malfoy? In stinking Slytherin. Boom. Where he belongs. Mm -hmm. Mike dropped. Neville's lips twitch into a weak smile as he unwrapped the frog. You want the card? You collect them, don't you? As Neville walked away, Harry looked down at the famous card. Dumbledore again. He's the first one I ever... He gasped, stared at the back of the card. Then he looked at Ron and Hermione. I found him! <laughs> I found Flamel! I don't think that's how he announced it. <laughs> Are you sure? Because it's got, it's got an emphasis. I know, but I'm sure he didn't sound like that because he's 11. And I have found him! I feel like it's more of a hiss. He whispered it, so you sound like, Harry, did you put your name in the garbage on fire? fire? Double dark said calmly. That's literally <laughs> what you just did. <laughs> I found him! I have found him. I found him. Like, I found him. Okay, let's stop. <laughs> Basically, he yelled, but like he didn't use his voice. I found him. Okay. <laughs> I found Flamel. I told y'all. Okay. I told y'all. I read his name somewhere. I don't think that was how he said it. <laughs> That's all right. Juilliard, I'm waiting for my acceptance letter. I'll be here. <laughs> okay. Um, so it says, Dumbledore is particularly famous for his defeat of the dark wizard Grindelwald in 1945. Side note, I love how they just, like, skim over that all the way up until Deathly Hollows. Like, you don't even think, nobody ever thinks, like, oh, who's Grindelwald? What's that story? You're just like, oh, whatever. Dark thing Lord. Is past. Great. He's just a, great. Um, for the discovery of the 12 uses of dragon's blood. What are they? And his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Flamel. And his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Flamel. Okay. I literally read that, the, like, when I was rereading this, like, and Hamilton found the other 51! <laughs> we have problems. I have no chill. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Uh-oh. Why are you going to um, my business? Robin's her- so nosy. You're like Harry... And the freaking Sorcerer's Stone. That's what you are. Hermione jumped Stay in her in feet. your lane. I like to swerve. This <laughs> is just dancing for why. <laughs> um, okay, but wait. I want to point out, I, like, we, we'll get back to it, but I want to point out that you're like, you're like Harry looking for the Sorcerer's Stone. You do realize that, like, these books are why I am who I am. Oh, yeah, I also get that nobody knows what we were talking about in that moment as well, but that's totally fine. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I was all up in her phone. Basically. But the little thing, there's a thing about phones. Like, you don't even want to be nosy, but then the light goes off and your brain is like, squirrel! (laughs) That's actually hella true. (laughs) I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to be all, like, in your phone, but it was like, you've got something happening, because I'm going to light up and blink, and then Robin was like, squirrel. Squirrel. Um, okay. Um, anyway. So, Hermione jumps to her feet. Um, she hadn't looked so excited since they'd gotten back the marks from their very first piece of homework. That's hilarious. Stay there, she said, and she sprinted upstairs to the girls' dormitories. Ron and Harry barely had time to exchange mystified looks before she was dashing back an enormous old book in her arms. Um, I never thought to look in here. I got this out of the library weeks ago for a bit of white reading. Can you, um... Do it in Emma Watson's over. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I never thought to look in here. I got it out of the library weeks ago for a bit of light reading. Nice, thank you. Light, said Ron. Hermione had told him to be, but Hermione told him to be quiet until she looked something up. At least she, at last she found what she was looking for. I knew it, I knew it. Ron grumpily. Are we allowed to speak yet? Hermione ignored him. Ron has got that's, such shade. Yeah, but that's also low-key, like, Except this time he does. He's not like trying to win her favor, but that reminds me of when they start to read. Um, when she's starting to read Tales of Beat of the Bard, and um, and then he's like, uh, "You do." Said, yeah, no, she was like, um, "Oh, my! It was our my mom always said Twilight," and she's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Midnight's better, girl. <laughs> Midnight's great, better even." Although I I can't remember. If that, I think that was the movie when he said that. Yeah, it was the movie. But it was still a similar moment in the in yeah the books where she was just like, "Bro." Could you? 
Emma Watson gives a great side eye, which I really think that Hermione, being a black woman, being a being a Afro European strong woman, girl, calm down. I think that Hermione side eye like, would be nice. Her neck rolled a little bit. My and neck I was rolled. like, wait a minute. <laughs> because that's something that you could have put on the news, but I don't know when that was. But when um, Emma Watson's like, oh, I hella don't like. The bushy hair, and I'm like, because like, you wasn't supposed wasn't to be, for you. yeah. So, but like, I low key get it because, like, when you see yourself, when you see yourself with like a bad hair day, and also it was like a wig, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like they teased they teased the, 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 like, the hell out of her hair or something, but it was like that's because that wasn't that role wasn't for you. I mean, but it was she was a great Hermione. So she was it a great was, Hermione, but like, but yeah, but still, Hermione was black. Um, Sips tea. All right, then okay. So she finds the um, she finds it. Nicholas Flamel, she whispered dramatically, is the only known maker of the Sorcerer's Stone. Why are they whispering though? Like, I mean, because I know you don't need to room. you don't need to yell because you're in the common room. But like, isn't it like people aren't like all up in their business? I mean, and also, no room. one fucking cares about That's who true. Nicholas Flamel is. They're the only ones. Because no 11, one asked them. So they're eleven, and I think they know it's supposed to be secret. And so I feel like they're like super. I don't know. It's supposed to be a secret, and it doesn't stop them. No, apparently not. The what? Um, oh, honestly. Don't, don't you two read? read? I feel like I should get that tatted, low-key. That would be awesome. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> um, She pushed the book towards them, and Harry and Ron read. We don't yeah, have to do this. Do we, we have don't. to do this? We don't. The Sorcerer's Stone. You guys all know about it. If yeah, you don't know about it, it turns um, metal into gold. It, it makes the elixir of life. Which makes it drink Nicholas, immortal. Nicholas Fumel is like 2,000 years old or whatever. Uh, 655. And his... Wife is 658. Boothing. Um, also, the only thing with this that's really funny is like the fact that they changed it to the Sorcerer's Stone. Because the Sorcerer's Stone isn't anything, but the Philosopher's Stone... I can't talk. Um, actually does... Or like... Or, you know, it's like a myth that it actually does these things. So... On, but girl. Nicholas Flamel is actually like a a real person, a real dude. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, and like, um, also he didn't make the Sorcerer's Stone. There's no such thing. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We're not dumb. We're just American. They literally were like American no children. Aren't gonna know aren't, what a philosopher is. We don't know what a sorcerer is either. What the fuck? And no, no, no. But I was like, cool. Who cares? American parents aren't gonna buy something that's a philosopher's stone. <laughs> what? It's too... It, read the back. It says magic. Okay, cool. My kid will like it. And just... Literally, it it's like... Mm, philosopher? <laughs> right. I don't want... No, I don't want... It's bad enough my kid likes to read. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna have no sissy philosopher in the family. <laughs> the fuck? God. Europeans think that we are oafs. And, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the Republican debates... I mean, I don't want to go there. But... Yeah, we had a cut down the tangents. Cut down on the tangents. But I'm surprised we're not even at 30 minutes yet. Look at us. Yeah. We, this is a pretty, like... Short chapter. Um, so... Yeah, anyway, we're not dumb. A stone that makes gold and stops you from ever dying, said Harry. No wonder Snape's after it. Anyone would want it. And no wonder we couldn't find Flamel in a study of recent developments in wizardry, said Ron. He's not exactly recent if he's 665, is he? No. No, no he's not. not. Um... The next morning, in Defense Against the Dark Arts, um, they were copying down different ways of treating werewolf fights. Tears for Remus. for Remus. Anyway, um, that's all I had to say about that. But Did you underline it, too? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Hashtag Tears for Remus. Um, Harry and Ron are, like, discussing what they would do with the Sorcerer's Stone if they had one. Um, because, like, they're 11, and, of course, you're like, well, if I was immortal and I had all the gold in the world, what would I do? I'd, I don't know. I'd just, like, yeah. stay in my house and read. And then... I'd Harry watch all says, the Netflix ever. Right? Netflix and chill have a whole nother meaning for me. <laughs> it's literally just like, like lay on my couch. <laughs> just become a vegetable. What did you do? I watched Netflix. Oh, what did you watch? Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> all of it. There's even, nothing on that. Even the bad stuff. I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. But, what, but you mean all of it. But even, yeah, even that. But like... Arrow? All the seasons of Arrow. Right. Oh my god. If I was immortal, I'd have so much patience, I could watch Arrow. All of it. And Why Sleepy not? Hollow. <laughs> I feel like that was hella shade on Sleepy Hollow compared to Arrow like that. But 
literally. That's only because I haven't watched the last two weeks of it. Uh, I literally couldn't. For like three weeks. I, I was about to, <laughs> I'm still pissed about that crossover. I haven't like. I haven't. Uh, we were trying to do a little tete a tete, and, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I just got in my feelings. I just couldn't pick it up. <laughs> it got real. It got. It got. It got real real. real. Quick. <laughs> um. All right. So, Harry. Ron said that he'd buy his own credit thing, and Harry remembered about Snape and just puffed up, right? Like, I just imagine, like, imagine, like, God, this is going to be a really bad thing for people that are not my age. But, like, when Smokey talks about Debo in Friday, and he's like, <laughs> not okay, only did that stuff, yeah, when he's like, he'd be like, shut up, and I'll be quiet, but when he leave, I'll be talking again. That's all real. That's what we're that's that's literally it was, it was, it was, I've reached way back. <laughs> that was good. But well, I mean, we black girls nerd out. So. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it it was in my brain. Um, I'm gonna play. He told Ron and Hermione. I feel like he stood on his chair, like in my brain. He stood on his desk. He was like, in defense against the dark arts. I'm going to play. <laughs> if I don't, all the Slytherins will think I'm too scared to face Snape. I'll show them. It'll really wipe the smiles off their faces if we win. He's not going to, he's not throwing away his shot, basically. I am not throwing away my shot. <laughs> um, um, I love Hermione. Just as long as we're not wiping you off the field. Like, why would you even say that? Because she is a strong just, black just European your, woman. Just say it with your eyes. You don't have to say it with because your Because <laughs> she is a strong black European woman. You could just say And black. she needed to be like, mm. Black isn't a place, so you could just say I black. I told you. <laughs> I know, but I just have like. Sorry. Black British. European also is very, like... All of them. Broad. <laughs> she's just... Every, she's from every continent in Africa. <laughs> she she every is from every continent in Africa. <laughs> every one of them. Count them. This has gotten a little out of control. <laughs> like, wait, and somehow we're still, like, not, not, like, going over time. This is great. Yeah. Um, okay, so... But watch match, us, like, watch... It's at the end. It'll be, like, a, an hour. Hour and, like, and 15 minutes. minutes. or something crazy. Okay. We ain't got no chill. Anyway. Um, so, this is awesome, too. As, as the match drew near, Harry became more and more nervous, even though he stood up on the desk and had his, like... What is that? Never mind. Um, he just had his, like, I am Sparta moment, 300. The rest of the team wasn't too calm either. The idea of overtaking Slytherin in the house championships was wonderful. No one had done it for seven years, but would they really be allowed to with such a biased referee? And then Harry is over here getting paranoid. He's over, like, at times, he even wondered whether Snape was following him, trying to catch him on his own. It's like, okay, he's abusive and he's an asshole, but he's not a stalker. Like, Are you sure? Not of Harry. He's Absolutely. a stalker of Lily. Low-key, he was a stalker. I mean, like, he's he's a, still a professor. Like, he still has a job, so I doubt he's, like, literally following an 11-year-old around so that he can murder him. That seems like... Are you oh, sure? Seems extra. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely sure, because that's not what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot for a second that you weren't Aminata. Right? Like, yeah, I have proof. Like, yeah. You're like, um, I'm pretty sure. Let's turn to page 394. Um, I wonder if there, there is no 394. There is no 394 in this book. Anyway. I just looked. Anyway. Um, so, Potion's lessons were turning into a sort of weekly torture. Like, get some fucking chill, Yeah. Snape. Right, as I say that, like, the next sentence, he's, like, being an asshole. Yeah, Snape was so horrible to Harry. Could Snape possibly know they'd found out about the Sorcerer's Stone? Harry didn't see how he could, yet he sometimes had the horrible feeling that Harry could, or Snape could read minds. Occlumency! I wrote that. High five. Twinsies. She's a horcrux. Um, I'm still not understanding. We could just be, like, really, like, be cool. We don't have, you don't have to kill someone. be just really dialed in. Yeah, I'm like, you don't have to have killed someone for me to exist. But do you guys want to know who I killed? Nope. All right. I don't want to, I don't want to incriminate myself on this podcast, but. Or myself. Why? Apparently I'm the Horcrux. Somehow I'm probably connected. I don't want to be. I don't know. It was a good death. Anyway. It was an honorable death. (sighs) Sorry. I was watching Dark Matter and one of the girls gets sick in an episode, and the, like, homeboy, who's, like, kind of low-key, it's kind of a little bit racist because it's so Japanese, but whatever. He was like, I can give you a good death, an honorable death. And she was like, back up, bruh! <laughs> cool, fam! <laughs> I ain't dead yet! <laughs> and it's just the cold. I'm like, cool. <laughs> chill out! Cough, cough. Like, 
I'm alright. He was like, let me get my sword. Okay, anyway. Um, so they so the next day it's Quidditch. Everybody's super nervous. Um, Ron and Hermione found places in the stands next to Neville, who couldn't understand why they looked so grim or worried, or why they had brought both their wands to the match. Okay, two things. Um, first is, do, ten, do wizards tend to leave their wands around? Like, it seems kind of like a cell phone, where, like, at least in my head, it always felt like a cell phone, where you, like, if you, you left had it, it, if you left it, you'd be like, fuck, what do I do with my life? But maybe because they're so young, and they're not, like, used to using magic, it's not a big deal. Second... As I was writing that thought down, I had the horrible thought about James and Lily leaving their wands and then being killed by Voldemort, so that made me sad. So I gotta take a nap. I'm sorry. It's called a sad nap. It's what happens when your body shuts down because you're too sad to carry on. Bayana will finish this on her own because um, she did this to me. I'm very sorry. Anyway, they learned how to do Ron and Harry or uh, not Harry probably Harry too I don't know. Ron, Ron and Hermione, Hermione um, had been secretly practicing the leg locker curse. Um, the idea which is like they got the idea from Malfoy because Hermione's smart. Um, and so then back in the locker room they're like still feeling the pressure but Fred looks out the door and he says the whole school's here. Even blimey, Dumbledore's come to watch. I'm like, do people just sometimes not go? I guess, like, I guess thinking about me, like, I didn't go to any football games except homecoming freshman year, and then I decided, like, that was not for me. So maybe that's... Yeah, I mean, that... But it's still, I don't know, I think maybe it's just, like, the way that it's... But I guess it's because, like, obviously Harry plays Quidditch, so it makes sense. We're, We're there because he's there. Right. But I wouldn't go to the Quidditch match. I'm like, oh, I got this whole cast of myself. That's and true. Dumbledore is in a tower, like his office is up there, so you could probably see it out his window. Maybe, yeah. Like, and doesn't want to, and is obviously such a Gryffindor stand, doesn't want to give away right. his obvious bias. <laughs> right. He's got to sit there, you know, he's like sitting gaze, in his, Gaze longingly out of the window. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting in his, no, I feel like he's sitting in his office, like, and just full on Gryffindor like colors. Just burgundy ablaze, and is like, all right, let's do this. And then when um, it comes to going out there, he's got to just put on a silver robe and pretend like he doesn't have a, any skin in the game. Right. If you got, if you play in the game, you got skin in the game. No, that's wrong. But you don't really know unless you play in the game. Oh, you got love for it. You got hate for it. You get nothing if you... Wait for it, wait for it, wait. Um, that had nothing to do with anything we were talking about, but it does matter because that's one of the best songs in Hamilton ever. Anyway. So, um, um... So then Dumbledore, like, Harry's super excited because there was simply no way that Snape would dare to try to hurt him if Dumbledore was watching. Um, must be nice to have Dumbledore on your side. It must um, be. Um... Snape was looking so angry, which I'm trying to figure out why he was angry. Like, was he mad because Dumbledore was there looking over him? Or, like, was he mad because he was regretting making this decision to, like... Or was he mad because he looked in the mirror and he was like, God, my hair is so goddamn greasy and, I'm, and my, life is, my life what is, is sad. What is shampoo? I don't know. And my, the girl that I loved is dead. And, and Madame Pence just keeps trying to holla. And I'm just like, I'll hit it and quit <laughs> it, but I don't really want to go all the way like there like that, you know? I can't. But she's just like, but come on, boo, give me a chance. And he's like, but you know, my love, Lily, but like, I'll, I'll catch you later. <laughs> you went like, I wasn't ready for it, but that's great. But he just seems like extra angry. You know Madame Pence had something for Snape. Probably. She's, she's all about that. They're both equally awful people. She's like, let me just run my hair. Let me run my fingers through your hair. Ooh. (laughs) Can't get in there. Just drops. Goo. Um, I've Uh, never seen Snape look so mean. He told Hermione, look, they're off. Ouch. Someone had poked Ron in the back of the head. It was Malfoy. Of course, because Malfoy is just, oh, sorry, Weasley. Didn't see you there. Like, bruh, shut up. So then he just goes around, like, taunting Ron the whole time, and Ron's trying to ignore him. Um, Snape awarded Hufflepuff a penalty because George Weasley hit a blood drought. It's like, well, don't help him, George. <laughs> Seriously. I, I know you're angry, but, like, calm down. Yeah, don't give him a reason. Right. You know, I think, you know how I think they choose people for the Gryffindor team? Malfoy said loudly a few minutes later. It's people they feel sorry for. See, there's Potter, who's got no parents, and there's the Weasleys, who's got no money. You should be on the team, Longbottom. You've got no brains. The Neville with the comeback. I'm worth 12 of you, Malfoy, he stammers. Boom. Neville, you're the best. You're just great. And um, you're worth 25 And then Ron, And Ron's like, you tell him, Neville. 
Love it. Long bottom, if brains were gold, you'd be poorer than Weasley's. And that's saying something. I'm warning you, Malfoy. One more word. Ron said Hermione suddenly. Harry, what? Where? Then Harry um, went into a spectacular dive. Um, and basically he catches the um, he catches the snitch, but not before uh, Malfoy goes, you're in luck, Weasley. Pot- Potter's obviously spotted some money on the ground. Like, he's just horrible. Harry pulled out of the dive, his arm raised in triumph, the snitch clasped in his hands. It had to be a record. No one had ever remembered the. No one could ever remember the snitch being caught so quickly. Ron, Ron, where are you? The game's over. Harry's won. We won. Gryffindor's won. Meanwhile, Ron is pummeling Malfoy, and Neville's over there just getting it in. Oh, I love where. Where is that? Oh, Neville hesitates first. He's yeah. like, Ron uh, sat before Malfoy knew what was happening. Ron help. was on top of him, wrestling to the ground. Neville hesitated, then clambered over the back seat to help. I love Neville. He's like, I don't really want to do this, but I got to. Yeah. I got to. He's like, yeah. Oh. So he really, yeah. My goodness. Um. So now, so yeah, so they, so Harry catches the snitch, everybody's super juiced, um, Harry feels a hand on his shoulder, and look, this is basically like, like, um, what's that word? I just lost it. That was weird. Basically, um, like, is your, what you were saying before about Dumbledore, like, being in his office, um, was true, because he comes over and puts a hand on Harry's shoulder, and then it goes, well done. Nice to see you haven't been brooding on that mirror. Been keeping busy. Excellent. Like, no, bro, you're just hella juice because he won. <laughs> Snape spat um, bitterly on the ground, and look what I wrote. Right here, can you read it for the audience there? No chill. None. Um, you're a fucking mess. So Snape. Harry goes to the locker room. He's really excited. Um, he really, he'd really done something to be proud of now. No one could say he was just a famous name anymore. That's so sweet. That's really great, actually. Like, yeah. It's like the first time where he, like... But he also it's, is like worried about just being a famous name exactly. and not having anything. And like we, not actually doing he anything. said it earlier when they fir- when he first got there. He's like, Every- I'm famous, but I don't even know what I'm famous for. Mm-hmm. And like he like has mentioned feeling that kind of pressure. But then that was so early in the book, and we don't hear about it again. And then like in kind of a moment of honesty, while he's by himself in the locker room, he's like, finally, I've done something. Yeah. So you can kind Um, of like tell that it's been weighing on him. Yeah. So, So, um, he saw, he says, um, Oh, at one point he saw, um, Ron and Hermione in the distance jumping up and down, Ron cheering through a heavy nosebleed. That was crabbed. Yeah. Malfoy ain't got no No, medicine. Possibly. We'll see. So Harry, because they were like all in like a thing, it was like one of those things where like um in those cartoons when they fight and it's like a big cloud, yeah, it's like an arm and a leg. And Maybe it was Neville. Punch, right? Yeah, it could Neville. Who knows? It could have been Neville with a stray um, punch. So, so yeah, you can go. Um, Harry reaches the shed. He leaned against the wooden door and looked up at Hogwarts with his windows glowing red in the setting sun. Gryffindor in the lead. <sighs> He'd done it. He'd shown Snape. And speaking of Snape, bum, bum, bum. um, <laughs> right. Um, a hooded figure came swiftly down the front steps of the castle. Clearly not wanting to be seen, it walked fast as possible um, toward the Forbidden Forest. Harry realizes that it's Snape, and of course, because he can't help himself, apparently, he, after doing such great things, he's like, oh no, I'm going to just go back and be dumb. He jumps onto his Nimbus 2000 and takes off to follow Snape to the forest. Because he's like... The what forest? I'm sorry? The Forbidden One. Oh, why is it called... Because apparently he's like the doctor or something. But it's called the, um... It's Forbidden. Forbidden. Oh. The forest is, uh... Not allowed. Oh. You shouldn't go there. That's Hence like, the name. Right. That's, is that what forbidden means? I think so. Forbi- so for... It's a forbidden forest, so he shouldn't have gone to the forest because... It's forbidden. But, you know, he's 11. Maybe he doesn't know what forbidden means. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. He's not Ravenclaw. We he's don't not. know. He didn't think to, like, he look at the dictionary. It's cool. Trees are so thick he couldn't see where Snape is gone. He flew in circles lower and lower, brushing the top branches of the trees until he heard voices. He glided towards them and landed noiselessly in the in a towering beech tree. How? Um, so he climbed carefully along the branches, holding tight to the broomstick, trying to see through the leaves. Um, so then he sees Snape and Quirrell, um, and they're having this conversation. Um... Basically, Snape is intimidating. I don't really want to, like, go through and read it. Or unless you um, want to. Basically, Snape is intimidating Quirrell. And Al hooted loudly. Harry nearly fell out of the tree. He steadied himself in time to hear Snape say, you're a little bit of hocus pocus, Which, but I'm waiting. 
Um, that part seems weird. I'm still curious. Like, I know most of it is him, like, trying to make sure he hasn't gotten through it. So I'm wondering if, like, what the rest of that, like, the beginning of that sentence was. Also, yeah. wizards say hocus pocus. I know. I, but I but think I mean, it was derisive. Like, I think what he was saying was, like, I know that you have figured out how to get past Fluffy. Thing. Right. Because we'll figure out later that he knows how to get past Fluffy. And you know, obviously, you know how to get past your, your little bit of hocus pocus. Right. But Snape is like one of the last people's things guarding right. the. That's true. So he's like, you can't get past, past me. me. Right. Um, um, very well. But also, just hocus pocus, it seems like. I mean, I know it's like a children's book, and like eventually they don't use that, but it just seemed like a random thing for Snape of all people to say. Yeah. I but I, I took it as like. I know what it you don't. You ain't got no magic, bro. No, no, no. You got some hocus pocus. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. You do tricks. Where did he come up with that? Yeah. But, Which. But I um, guess it's like dad is a muggle. So yeah. That's true. It's like when Job says, tricks are what whores do for money. I'm an illusionist. Okay. Arrested development. I, Snape is basically telling him, you, you do shit. what whores do for money. Oh. I'm a wizard. Okay. You're a little magic magician. Like, you ain't shit. You ain't ever gonna be shit. Blah, blah, blah. Um, All right. Okay. Very well, Snape cut in. We'll have another little chat soon when you've had time to think things over and decide where your loyalties lie. So, first of all, what, like, were Snape and Quirrell cool at some point? Like, was, was Quirrell, like, his crony? Second of all, you're not as scary as Voldemort. I know you don't know Voldemort is on the back of his head, but you're not as scary as him. I so. think he's saying, like loyalties in terms of like if you think you're gonna like get some money for this or um whatever but your loyalty should lie with hogwarts like this is a, you got a cush gig right. why you trying to mess it up yeah your loyalty should lie with dumbledore if you right, steal this true. stone you're gonna make him look bad blah 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 who knows I, i'm not like it's i feel still horrible so that's why it's like i feel so like, uncomfortable trying to get into the mind snape yeah, and like defend weird. him but, like, sometimes he deserves to be defended. But, like, he ruins I mean, it really his, quickly. his actions are laudable at times, right. but... But, like, his reasoning behind them are not. Or, yeah. His, or who he is as a person is He's just... He's still not a good person. Yeah. Even if he does, like, good things. Exactly. Which is true, because you can be a good person and do bad things. Yes. So he's just a bad person who happens to do good things. Yeah. So, um, Harry, where have you been? Bean! Hermione squeaked. <laughs> we won! You won! We won! Shout and out. I gave Malfoy a black eye, and Neville tried to take on Crab and Goyle single-handedly. He's still out cold, but Madame Pomfrey Pomf- Pomf- says he'll be alright. Um, Neville is adorable. I love Neville. I hope he gets better soon. Feel better, Neville! Fred um, and George stole some cakes and stuff from the kitchens, which we no, find out later. Nah, no, they didn't. He just went, they just went in and was like, can we get some cakes? And the house elves was like, for show. Let's do it! We got you, fam. We got it. Um, anyway, for, so, but Harry, like, doesn't care. He says, never mind that now. Um, let's find an empty room. You wait till you hear this. How many empty rooms are in Hogwarts? I, I mean, mean I guess after, they're not, it's after classes, like, a weekend, but, like, yeah. but still, I feel like they just happen to find, like, unused classrooms all the time. That's but like, also, it's, like, how far, how close are the dorms to the classroom? Yeah. Because, like, I know, with like, me, it's, like, I could, and, like, I could take, a, like, a walk and, to get to the classes, from the dorms. The dorms are usually off, but what, you know, whatever. Um, um, yeah, so then Harry tells him what he, um, what he'd heard. Um, so we were right. It is the Sorcerer's Stone, and Snape's trying to force, quell, first, ugh, force Quirrell to help him get it. He asked if he knew how to get past Fluffy, and he said something about Quirrell's Hocus Pocus. I reckon there are other things guarding the stone apart from Fluffy. Loads of enchantments, probably. And Quirrell would have done some anti-dark art spell that Snape needs to break through. Um, and then, which is just like that's all intuitive and great and smart whatever but like why do you still again why do you need to know none of your business none of your business what are you gonna I mean obviously we know they do something but in theory what are you gonna do yeah um and then we end the chapter with an amazing line yeah. and this is why I love like the Weasleys as a whole but Ron in particular because he's part of the trio yeah so you mean the stone's only safe as long as Quirrell stands up to Snape, said Hermione in alarm? It'll be gone by next Tuesday, <laughs> said Ron. And I feel like he was just like, <laughs> fuck it. Fuck. <laughs> we lost. We lost this one. Nice try, guys. Good exactly. game. 
Good game. We'll get him next time. Exactly. Um, MVP. Um, I say Neville because he's worth twelve. He's worth twelve of Malfoy. He really and is. This is like um this this is like a chapter where he does like he obviously has like insecurities about being in Gryffindor, but he still shows that he's like worthy of being a Gryffindor. Um, and so yeah, I mean, shout out to Neville. I think it's really funny, too, because in I think in Neville's mind, he will never think about this. I mean, he'll, he has one moment when, um, one more moment where he does have a very big Gryffindor moment, but I don't think he would think of this chapter if, as, like, him having that much courage, but... He really does. He really does. Yeah. And he, and he's also just, like, a very resilient person, so... You know, he's able to, like, take a lot of abuse and keep going. And, like, even though it hurts his feelings and he gets down and he thinks, like, he's not worthy of being in Gryffindor or whatever, it's not like he, like, calls his grand and take him home, you know? Right. So, I say the MVP is Harry, despite how he ends the chapter, which is a little right. bit, like, come on, son. Like, we have gone <laughs> through this. Yeah. Like, stop. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool, bro. <laughs> Okay. Be chill, bro. But yeah, so he performs really well under pressure, especially in the in the Quidditch game. He shows a lot of like really like admirable courage when he decides that he's going to play. Not because I mean, obviously they're completely wrong about Snape in terms mm-hmm. of like him trying to hurt Harry, but like that everyone you know like Snape is a problem, and so deciding like. A, my team really needs me. I'm the only seeker. And I'm going to show them. Like, I'm going to show them I'm not afraid of Snape. Or even if I am afraid of Snape, I'm not, like, he's not going to stop me from doing what I'm what I'm here to do or what, you know, like, doing what I'm good at. And he does this in a way that is, like, very, not, I don't want to say, like, arrogant. It's just, like, even if we, he's, because he, he even says, like, we might even win. Like, he still doesn't really believe that they're going right. to win. But he's like, it's better if we go out and I try and I play and maybe we'll win than it is if I just give up right. and don't play and, you know, not even try. But then also, the real reason why Harry is my MVP is because of what he does for Neville. Yeah. Which is to say, like, you know, everyone's really impressed by me, but I've, I'm not special, mm-hmm. um, and if it helps you even a little bit that, like, Harry Potter is telling you this, but it's true. You're worth 12 of Malfoy. Yeah. You, I would rather have you as a friend than have Malfoy, and you can see that it meant a lot to Neville, yeah. and Harry doesn't see himself as a cool kid, really, but he is a cool kid, mm-hmm. and he knows it to a certain extent, even though... He he also realizes that it's because of things who that I've yeah, you know his name um, and not who he is, but still like he 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 isn't ignorant of that fact that he sticks up and makes Neville feel good and yeah MVP status on that. Um Who's benched? Snape. Snape. All right, so that was <laughs> chapter thirteen, Nicholas Flamel. Um, next week we will discuss <laughs> chapter fourteen. Norbert, the Norwegian Ridgeback, hashtag get by on a dragon 2K15. Make sure to read and follow along. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can add us at WeBlackAndNerds um, and hashtag wizard team. And hashtag get Robin a hippogriff 2K15. Yep, please let us know who is your MVP and who's benched. And yeah, look at us. 54 minutes, bro. We're killing the game. We should just put a song at the end just because. Well, now I have to cut all that out because when I'm done, it won't be 54 minutes because we also had a big break when we had to go say goodbye to Omni Team. Okay, 55 minutes. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's We we were concise this time, and I am proud of us. Woo! High five. That was, that was a weak high five. Try again. Totally cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See you guys next week.
Ah, Mr. Secretary. Mr. Burr. Sir. And did you hear the news about good old General Mercer? No. You know Claremont Street? Yeah. They renamed it after him. The Mercer Legacy is secure. Sure. And all he had to do was die. Yeah, that's a lot less work. We ought to give it a try. <laughs> now, how you gonna get your debt plan through? I guess I'm gonna finally have to listen to you. Really? Talk less. Smile more. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get my plan on the Congress floor. The Madison and Jefferson are merciless. Well, hate the sin, love the sinner. Hamilton. I'm sorry, Burr, I gotta go. But decisions are happening over dinner. Two Virginians and an immigrant walk into a room diametrically opposed foes. They emerge with a compromise, having open doors that were previously closed. Bros. The immigrant emerges with unprecedented financial power, a system he can shape however he wants. The Virginians emerge with the nation's capital. And here's the pièce de résistance. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one really knows how the game is played. Of the trade, how the sausage gets made. We just assume that it happens. But no one else is in the room where it happens. Thomas claims Alexander was on Washington's doorstep one day in distress and disarray. Thomas claims Alexander said, I've nowhere else to turn. And basically begged me to join the fray. Thomas claims I approached Madison and said, I know you hate him, but let's hear what he has to say. Thomas claims Well, I arranged the meeting. I arranged the menu, the venue, the seating. But no one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. No one else was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. No one really knows how the parties get to yes. The pieces that are sacrificed in every game of chess. We just assume that it happens. But no one else is in the room where it happens. Meanwhile, Madison is grappling with the fact that not every issue can be settled by committee. Meanwhile, Congress is fighting over where to put the capital. It isn't pretty. Then Jefferson approaches with the dinner and invite, and Madison responds with Virginian insight. Maybe we can solve one problem with another and win the victory for the Southerners. In other words, oh, oh. a quid pro quo. I suppose. Wouldn't you like to work a little closer to home? Actually, I would. Well, I propose the Potomac. And you'll provide him his vote. Well, we'll see how it goes. Let's go. No. What else was in the room where it happened? Someone else has in the room where it happened. Alexander Hamilton. What did they say to you to get you to sell New York City down the river? Alexander Hamilton. Did Washington know about the dinner? Was the presidential pressure to deliver? Alexander Hamilton. Or did you know even then it doesn't matter where you put the U.S. capital? Because we all have the banks. We're in the same spot. You got more than you gave. And I wanted what I got. When you got skin in the game, you stay in the game. But you don't get a win unless you play in the game. Oh, you get love for it. You get hate for it. You get nothing if you wait for it, wait for it, wait. God help and forgive me. I want to build something that's going to outlive me. What do you want, Bert? What do you want, Bert? What do you stand for nothing, Bert? What do you fall for? I, I want to be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. I. Wanna be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens. I wanna be in the room where it happens. I wanna be in the room where it happens. Trade away. We dream of a better.